0: And welcome to new books in digital culture and communication studies. I'm your host, Tal Zelmanovic. Earlier today, I met Nicholas John. Yes, we met in person to discuss his monograph, The Age of Sharing, published recently by Polity Press. Nick traced the origins of the current meanings of sharing and its cultural ascent to a keyword that captures and informs our daily habits and ethics. We discussed the historical context of this shift, its social, political, and economic implications, and wondered if there might be a darker side to sharing. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Joining us today.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Um, Would you mind sharing with us the academic journey that led you to this topic? Yeah,
1: sure. Um, Well, my BA was in social sciences, social and political sciences at Cambridge University. Uh, though I got in as a philosophy student and spent a year studying philosophy before t- jumping over to social sciences, this was the time, this was in the early 1990s when Anthony Giddens was at the peak of his powers, John Thompson was a young man uh, lecturing about media and capitalism. Um, Uh, And and really, I think that's kind of set me on my way as a sociologist. My PhD, I got from the Department of Sociology and Anthropology at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. I studied uh, the diffusion of the Internet to Israel and and its arrival to Israel. It spread throughout Israel. It was kind of like a a political, economic analysis of the diffusion of a new technology uh, my supervisor for that was Professor Evie Luz, and actually, though my PhD, I kind of feel that her voice is less felt there than in the book we're going to talk about today, where, she, where I feel that she kind of, she has quite a strong presence. Mm-hmm. Um, so after finishing my PhD in sociology, I made a leap to a communication department, mm-hmm. uh, also at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, where my plan was to uh, study the diffusion of other technologies to Israel. I was going to write about um, cable TV. Uh, I was going to take my study of the Internet through, kind of from the mid-1990s through to the present day. Uh, But then... um, I noticed the word sharing on internet sites and I thought, hang on, this is interesting and this is... Uh, And I think it also really enabled me to scratch an itch that I hadn't quite managed to scratch during my PhD, which was that without having any training as a linguist, I have always been fascinated by language. Um, And so noticing this word and feeling that there was something to say about it I just kind of followed my nose and um, kind of kept digging and finding more interesting things to say about sharing and then at some point realising that actually there was probably a book to write and then mm-hmm. writing it and then uh, and, and here we are.
0: Okay, wonderful. Before we actually talk about the arguments in the book could you just um, kind of define for us what you mean by sharing and did sharing always mean the same?
1: Right, well what I mean by sharing. The thing is, I think my approach is a pragmatic approach. What linguists call a pragmatic approach. So, I'm not, uh, I'm not a language policeman saying what sharing means or doesn't mean. I will look at how other people use the word and try and understand its meaning through its use. Um, Having said that, I think there are some useful distinctions to make uh, before talking at length about sharing. One is that uh, when we talk about sharing or at least when in its uh, original meaning, sharing was very much about division and uh, and maybe a bit later distribution mm-hmm. so the um, the old English root for the word sharing uh, means Groin, which is where the body uh, divides into two legs, the trunk of the body divides. Uh, then in the 16th century, sharing comes to mean um, dividing. Sharing and shearing are basically the same word. So a plowshare, I used to think that a plowshare was shared by the villagers. I mean, that was, I mean, that was wrong, but that's what I thought, naively. A plowshare is called a plowshare because it... It shares the earth it divides the earth and that's what's sharing so when we share uh, our candies we're dividing our candies and that's so that's a kind of that's the original pre metaphorical sense when we well, the pre pre metaphorical sense is this old english but i think for now we can think of this physical division as the pre metaphorical sense mm-hmm. of sharing so that's one thing that it means um, now, though, of course, it also means, um, it also refers to a type of communication. Sharing is a kind of talk. It's a term for talk. Uh, this is much newer. Um, but uh, So what we can see is that in addition to a, what I call a distributive logic of sharing, where we talk about dividing things up, Uh, And then we can ask questions about zero-sum games, we can ask questions about the the justice of the way things are divided. There is now also a communicative logic to sharing, where sharing means telling. And most often it means telling uh, something that is emotionally significant. Right, if I say to you that I have something to share with you, I'm not going to then tell you what time the next bus is arriving. I <laughs> that will tell be you disappointing. Right. <laughs> I will probably tell you something of emotional significance. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is why sharing is what linguists call um, a... It's, it's, a kind of, it's a performative... It's, an, it's indicative of a performance. It's, uh, it kind of sets you up to expect a certain kind of talk. Mm-hmm. so I think that's um, that's what, when when people talk about sharing now they would tend to mean either they're talking about something that's being distributed or divided or they're talking about uh, an act of communication
0: mm-hmm. so it's still with the definitions a little um, as you kind of told us in the introduction you were born in England, you live and work in Tel Aviv your book is written in English and analyzes mostly Anglo-American sources Um For your purposes, do you feel that sharing is a concept that means the same in all of these locales and indeed around the world?
1: Well, that's an empirical question that um, I don't really have a satisfactory answer to. Um, When I teach about sharing to Israeli students, Mm -hmm. um, we have the first lesson, a very long discussion about whether this whole story about sharing works in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I ask speakers of other languages in my classes, and when I talk about sharing in, in conferences around the world, I am interested in, in whether what I have to say about this word in English works. Mm-hmm. Um, because, for instance, in, in Hebrew, and maybe in other languages, the sense of sharing as um, division and the sense of sharing as talking have two different words. Uh, and so when I want, I want to say that the power of the word sharing is because it brings together a whole set of meanings that kind of bounce off against each other, that doesn't really work in every language. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested in whether uh, in um, other languages... The word that that for sharing, say online sharing, carries with it the same uh, meanings or um, connotations that it does in English. Uh, But I'm aware that this is a book about an English word, and absolutely it draws on English, mostly American uh, sources. And um, but I think I kind of, I mean, I think. I declare that at the beginning of the book, I'm not making universal claims here, and also I think that it's uh, that throughout the book I also uh, argue that the context in which sharing came to mean the things that it does is a specific cultural context, and which is a primarily American one.
0: Although the sites that you do talk about, such as Facebook, are global, so and the buttons of share. I mean, many of the users that may not, you know, English may not be their primary language, still kind of uh, use this cu- currency and vocabulary in their day-to-day activities, which you um, describe in the book. Well, Facebook
1: is a global company, but it comes from mm-hmm. Silicon Valley, right. um, and 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 it hasn't really extracted itself from that. Mm-hmm cultural context and it's definitely part of that scene that kind of west Mm -hmm. coast um kind of techno utopian scene for sure
0: okay we'll talk about facebook in a second but um let's kind of track back a little bit you describe a special relationship between the internet and sharing that Mm -hmm. i thought we've kind of already started talking about Um, could you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, uh, so people say about the internet that um, that it's always been about sharing. Mm-hmm. This is a kind of the trope that you can that you can find in various places. And um, but what I find interesting is that when you look at texts that are you know ten years old or which isn't even that old, uh, when people talk about the internet as pro social as and as encouraging community and authentic expression and bringing people closer together which is one of the one of the ways in which the internet was discursively constructed through from from, from the mid 90s and and still today it's mm-hmm. constructed like that actually you don't find people talking about sharing mm-hmm. they talk about all sorts of other things like community and collaboration and Togetherness and, and communication and connectivity, but the concept of sharing isn't there. So we think that we say the internet has always been about sharing. Where I mean, it may it may feel a bit kind of picky to say, well, they didn't really talk, they didn't call it sharing back then. But actually, for me, this is this is important mm-hmm. um, because if we do now conceive of the internet as about Sharing. This is a kind of this is an achievement. This is a discursive accomplishment, um, and I think it also brings uh, a new, not an entirely new set of values to the internet, but it does it ties together a set of values that are ignited by the word sharing. Maybe in ways that earlier discussions of the internet um, didn't do.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what are these about values?
1: I think that today, when we hear people talk about sharing the kinds of values that we think about are um, openness and honesty and reciprocity uh, mutuality um, sincerity um, authenticity maybe Uh, I think these are the kinds of things that we associate with sharing and maybe not everyone would agree with the idea of reciprocity being a part of sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I mean, one can do not very scientific exercises like look the word up on mm-hmm. Google Images and see rainbows and children licking ice cream from the same cone or uh, listening to music together on the same set of headphones. I mean, these are the kind of cultural associations we make with sharing we also very easily hear the word caring together with sharing so this is a kind of these are the kinds of um, values that we identify with sharing and I think that these are the kinds of values that have been identified with the internet I mean people have also identified values to do with I don't know like bullying and depression have also been part of the discursive construction of the internet but if we look at the, the pro social sides, um, then, those, then those values have been uh, built into the internet, sometimes quite purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in, in my book, I refer to Fred Turner's superb history of the, the relationship between the counterculture and the cyberculture, uh, where he does, for me, a fantastic job of explaining how the internet came to be understood as pro social and yet he does that without talking about sharing at all Um, and that was a book that came out in 2006 so he was writing that, you know, let's say in the first half of the the first decade of this century Um, it it was just as his book was coming out that sharing became uh, really I think the, the, the indispensably related to The internet, and particularly with the explosion of social network sites. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the the years 2005 to 2007 when sharing becomes the uh, constitutive activity of social network site behaviors. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is something that we can see if we look at social network sites um, historically. That's also in the book. It's also in an earlier article where I looked over a period of a decade from 2000 to 2010 at the front pages of, of uh, 40, 45 social network sites. And you can see that it's in around the years 2005, 6, 7, that the word sharing starts to appear on more and more social network sites. Facebook adopts the word sharing in 2006. Um, I mean, we might think that Facebook has always been about sharing, but in 2004, you can look at screenshots from from the front page of Facebook, and their about pages. They don't describe themselves as in the sharing business. That comes later in, in 2006, uh, and it's, so it's then that we that we really associate sharing with what we do online. Um, and now, ten years later, we might think, "Well, yeah, the internet has always been about sharing," right. but actually, uh, it's a word that came uh, not so late. But, it, but but the internet wasn't all people involved in the internet and writing about the internet certainly didn't wouldn't have said in the year two thousand mm-hmm. that the internet is all about sharing. It's something that we say now, looking back.
0: So I want to ask you two things. Actually, first one is all right, why then? What happened in around 2006 that we started sharing? And The second thing is, do you find that um, sharing more online means something about our societies? So, do we share more as societies?
1: Um, Well, we do more of the stuff that is called sharing, right? I mean, we're doing that more, Of course we are. Um,
0: But you mean that online or offline? Online. Online.
1: -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. I can't keep up with the uh, with the data on how many pictures are uploaded to Facebook and how many email messages are sent every day, and so on. I mean, in a way, I think those numbers went. I mean, they're basically meaningless. I mean, they just mean a lot and and, okay so we know that there are a lot of photos shared on Facebook every day and statuses um, uh, and so on Uh, I think this is also part of a shift towards greater openness um, which I think is a a theme that runs through the book Mm -hmm. um, that by sharing online we are making more of our everyday lives available for public consumption um, we're showing more of ourselves to other people for, for some people this is a reason to um, criticise the young who have no shame and so on we, we don't need to go there we know that, that, that doesn't, it doesn't quite work like that mm-hmm. um, so we are sharing more online for sure are we sharing more offline as well? Well, that's, I don't know, I think that's kind of, that's harder to answer because here we start getting into areas where the use of the word sharing is far more contentious. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we start, we start creeping towards the sharing economy.
0: Right. And, um, Okay, we'll talk about the sharing economy in a second but I just want to push you towards one uh, chapter in your book that talks Mm -hmm. about the therapeutic culture and a way of sharing our feelings Mm -hmm. with one another Mm -hmm. offline. (laughs) And I think maybe that's a way of thinking about how this sharing Mm -hmm. online slips into our offline lives. Which I think you describe. Well,
1: uh, I'm sure that when the um, the strategists and the copywriters and, and, uh, of, the, of the social network sites in, the, in the, around the 2005 were uh, very heavily adopting the word sharing to describe what goes on mm-hmm. on their websites Then um, there can be no doubt that they would have been aware that sharing means uh, a kind of intimate, authentic, open communication, that sharing is the type of communication through which we create and sustain intimate relationships. Uh, There are examples of um, social network sites who put the words sharing and caring very close together in their taglines or in their explanations of what it is that you can do on the website. And that I mean, that just shows exactly how aware they are, that this is um, the effect that they want to achieve. They want to frame social network sites as a place for us to talk about um, inner feelings, inner states of affairs uh, with other people. Um, they, would, they would certainly have been... Uh, Aware of that and trying to achieve that.
0: Mm-hmm. do you see the kind of proliferation of sharing online as a mirror of processes that are happening, you know, in our lives, or is it a way that to create or to ignite these processes offline because of what's happening online? Right.
1: Well, um, <laughs> I think that, there's, that there is there is there's an extension of Processes that have been going on offline for some time when we talk about online sharing um, I mean I go back to the 1930s where uh, where where we can find a Christian group in um, the United States called the Oxford Group this is a kind of forgotten uh, part of, of the story of the therapeutic culture I think and um, I've had very little writing about this, this group apart from one sociological book from the 1950s. Actually, that um, was fascinating. Can
0: you tell us a bit about the Oxford
1: group? Sure. Um, so the Oxford group were... Uh, they were, they were a, um, it was a Christian group, as I said, where what they would do is... Um, one of their main practices and distinguishing practices was they would sit together in someone's parlor or drawing room Mm -hmm. uh, and they would um, openly confess to one another their sins Um, and this act they called sharing Mm -hmm. Uh, so by this time by the 1930s the the idea of sharing as a kind of talking was accessible to them Um, but but through the Oxford group they institutionalised this idea of sharing as the public declaration of a fault of self, I'm kind of using more modern terminology to because uh, I'm setting this up. in, in uh, uh, So it would be a public declaration of a fault of self kind of in front of one's peers for the sake of redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this they called sharing. Uh, now, this practice of people... Sitting in a circle, talking about their faults, uh, sounds very much like support groups, because the I mean, and there's a there's a genealogy. Two members of the Oxford group who were alcoholics uh, set up a um, the kind of a splinter group where men could talk about their alcoholism. Mm-hmm. in a way that was very similar to the sharing of sins in the Oxford group and, and this actually is how Alcoholics Anonymous was formed um, and it also helps us to understand the very spiritual religious roots of Alcoholics Anonymous right mm-hmm. and the 12 steps and so on uh, and from Alcoholics Anonymous this practice of sharing one's feelings or sharing again a, a fault of self um, in front of a group of non-judgmental others for the sake of now not necessarily religious redemption but some kind of psychic redemption this is, you know, from there it's spread far and wide and we're all now very familiar with support groups and, uh, and we also know what members of an Alcoholics Anonymous group say to their friend who has finished talking about his week and how he has or hasn 't drunk, and, and the way what they say is thank you for sharing um, so this is uh, the I think these are the origins of uh, or at least part an important part of the origins of this idea of sharing as a therapeutic type of talk uh, that um, that is authentic uh, and is directed towards our um, our well-being our subjective Mm well-being uh i mean in it sometimes in in facebook's own blogs this is picked up absolutely explicitly where um where where they say that sharing on facebook helps us to overcome the kind of alienation that putnam talks about in bowling alone Mm -hmm. i mean here this is you know it's completely explicit uh but also, there are you know there, there are studies of Facebook that show that participation on Facebook um, increases social capital and enhances the sense of well being. So I mean, this is that kind of studies is kind of less talks to what I'm doing, but, but it does show that this connection has been uh, has been made between sharing as a type of, of talk and um, and this sense of well being. And I, there's no doubt that social network sites kind of run with this idea very hard
0: mm-hmm. Okay, before we question that assumption I just want to steer you towards another kind of sharing that you mentioned in the book and that you mentioned before and that's the economy mm-hmm. the sharing economy um, Can you talk a bit about that?
1: Uh, sure Well, it's for me the sharing economy is a really important part of the um, of of what, well, it's one of the main things that sharing means today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested in sharing in three main sites. One of them is online, social network mm-hmm. sites. Another is sharing as this type of talk, particularly intimate talk. And then the third is um, the, the, youth, the, the, the work that the word sharing does in the concept of sharing economies. Um, the sharing the sharing economy that we that we know now is um, is not very old. It's a kind of it's a new phenomenon. But when we dig a bit into the, the literature, we, we kind of work out well how long has this been called the sharing economy? Who's who called it the sharing economy? Um, we find that the uh, that it kind of, it started off more as a economy of uh, production. Uh, so people like uh, Yohai Benkler. Um, talk about peer to peer production and, 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 and mention things like Wikipedia and uh, other online projects based on collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people like Lawrence Lessig talk about um, doing stuff for fun, uh, just, for the, just for the joy of it, uh, that these are kind of uh, things that you do without an expectation of financial reward. Mm-hmm. Um, so the original use of the term sharing economy I mean again not going very far back only going back about like eight or nine years talks about the sharing economy as, a, as an economy of production more recently it's uh, also come to refer to an economy of consumption now when we hear sharing economy we think Uber and Airbnb right. um, though there are many um, online online uh, initiatives, apps, and, and startups where the objective behind the initiative is, is not to make money. Couch surfing, for instance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bit more complicated today. But when it started out, it was, it, I mean, it's, it's a free, kind of fun to do mm-hmm. uh, service. Um, now, Like I said, people associate companies like Airbnb and Uber with the sharing economy. These are companies valued at billions of dollars and um, where much of the news coverage of them focuses on say in the case of Uber labour exploitation and in the case of Airbnb um, racial discrimination in terms of who you're prepared to let stay in your house and also whether uh, it works both ways and whether uh, Well, it's been found that black people will receive less money in rent than white people for very similar properties. Um, So these are kind of charges that are laid against companies like Uber and Airbnb, but there's a general uh, uh, sense, and, and this is something you can see in the press again and again, that whatever is going on in the sharing economy, it isn't really sharing.
0: It isn't the altruistic act of sharing.
1: Right, it isn't really sharing. People say because money is involved, right. uh, because it's it's selling or it's renting, it's mm-hmm. short-term leasing. Um, but it isn't sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've, I've got plenty to say about that. But let us I mean, first, let's note that it's the sharing economy because it's digital. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a really important mm-hmm. part of the work that sharing does in the sharing economy. Mm-hmm. Um, it is picking up from the uh, expansion of sharing into social network sites and then from there it is being applied to these apps and companies mm-hmm. that are sitting on social network sites and, and sitting on digital communication technologies um, and, and then, in some cases, you can you can really see people um, kind of making these leaps through the help of the word sharing. Um, you can see people saying that because people are sharing online, they're now more inclined to share offline, um, as if um, as if uploading photos to Facebook should make you more inclined to lending your neighbour your power drill, for mm. instance. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, well, I'm really, I mean, I'm not sure why that should be the case, necessarily. Um, but I think i think that the, that the word sharing is helping people make these kind of links <laughs> from across from a communicative sense of sharing, as in I'm going to tell you what I'm doing on Facebook, to a distributive logic of sharing, which is I'll let you use my ladder, because I'm not using it now.
0: Um, So, actually I want to suggest something to you um, after reading the book and our conversation now. As I was reading I got the sense that sharing might be a concealing concept rather than a revealing one, so Businesses such as Facebook use it to conceal the fact that they profit from our willingness to share by selling the information they collect to other companies. Or other businesses like Uber that you mentioned before conceal a system that avoids labor regulation and employee protection. And even users conceal themselves by presenting the best version of me rather than themselves. Do you agree? Do you see that part?
1: I think there is definitely um, a sense in which uh, com- the way that companies like Facebook uh, not only though use the word sharing um, serves to mystify the uh, true relations between, for instance, um, Facebook and advertisers. Mm-hmm. So the terms and the, the terms and conditions of companies like Facebook and Google talk about the. The, the, the times when we will or will not share information with third parties and that might be advertisers or the police or. Um, and, and clearly, despite my um, pragmatic approach and despite my uh, efforts not to be a language policeman, there are times when you do want to say, mm, Facebook isn't sharing data with advertisers. It really is um, selling. And in those instances, um, yes I think that, that Facebook is concealing uh, through this word the nature of its relations with other financial bodies it's also I think creating a kind of illusion that, uh, that my relation that, that, that Facebook's relations with advertisers are somehow parallel to my relations with my Facebook friends with whom I also share on Uh, on Facebook Um, Uber by the way is associated with the sharing economy but I don't think that's because of anything Uber has done Uber's website is not about sharing unlike many other I mean Airbnb is all about community Um, Uber has been put into the sharing economy, and I'm sure it's very happy to be there. But I don't discern an effort on its part mm-hmm. to actually present itself as offering sharing, unlike many other companies that mm-hmm. that do. Um, and again, yes, one could say that that we can, you know, and that there are plenty of people who are doing that now, who are who are writing excellent critical analyses of the sharing economy, and. Um, pointing to the ways in which it's exploitation and and it's trade and so on Um, as to whether we present our best selves on social media and and we're not authentic um, I'm not sure I'm not sure Uh, but in any case I think that I think that the the ideal, as far as the social media are concerned, is for authentic self-expression mm-hmm. um, on their platforms, um, and I think there is a great deal of authentic self-expression on social media, and there may also be exaggerations and choosing the photo I look best in. That's um, for sure, but uh, so there, I kind of I, I feel less inclined to go with you in that direction, but even so in all of these cases, again, what most interests me is that we are um, is that we're calling it sharing what the rhetorical work uh, that this does that interests me Um, and less and less bothered with whether, it, again, whether it really is or really isn't sharing. Even if we think about social media, um, the notion of sharing has kind of got long roots in computing. Uh, so I, I can, you can kind of see the moment in, in, in the summer of 2006. You can imagine it when Facebook's strategy team said, right, from now on, we're all about sharing. And then in October, they come out with the share button and 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 they have a blog about it and and they just and they you can just see it it's you, you can really you just know they had that meeting um, but even then, we know that sharing has been uh, part of the terminology of computing since the 1950s when time sharing was invented, and that that was kind of that, that had no ideological force behind it, it was because the time of the computer was literally being shared, was being divided this was a kind of very non-metaphorical sense of, mm-hmm. of sharing and then disk sharing because we had access to a remote disk, it was it was a shared disk and again this was kind of very much non-normative mm-hmm. uh, and, and so the terminology of sharing as meaning the transfer of files of digital information from one place to another um, is kind of uh, inherent to the world of computing and it would have come reasonably naturally to, uh, to to the engineers or whatever who were giving names for the features that they were developing, which isn't to say that it doesn't have a kind of ideological sway over us now, it, it does. Um, but but not in but but I'm not particularly but I don't want to go in the direction of a kind of conspiratorial uh, theory that they're calling it sharing so as to so as to pull the wool over our eyes. Maybe some wool is pulled over our eyes some of the time, mm-hmm. but I think it was quite natural that these things also should have been. I think sharing. it was actually
0: following a bit your strand about the Oxford Group and the idea of sharing your sins for redemption, whereas. I think mostly on social network sites, so what we see is more of the sunnier side, um, and the sins are kind of left, you know, a bit more in the dark. But
1: no, I think you. I, um, I okay, yes. Though um, though, the, there's another bit then we could kind of put in between there, which is which is sharing as not only being um, of your. Faults and and sins, and your alcoholism and your addictions, Mm -hmm. um, but sharing as a as an authentic form of self expression
0: and constitution. So, what I would suggest that maybe is also a way to create the self and constitute it.
1: Oh yes. Oh yeah. This is. I think that's that's absolutely. I mean, this is how we know who we are
0: Mm -hmm. nowadays.
1: I mean this is, this is what it means to live in, in a therapy culture. We know who we are and we create who we are through talking about who we are and that may be with um, our therapist, it may be with our significant other um, but but yeah, the idea that um, we find out who we are, we find out who our partner is by communicating about our core self mm-hmm. um. Yeah, that goes beyond talk about problems and, mm-hmm. and, and becomes a requirement for authentic self-expression
0: mm-hmm.
1: whatever that may be this was absolutely one of the uh, this is one of the contributions that the, the hippies gave to the word sharing mm-hmm. that, um, uh, and this is also when sharing became caring uh, when when you have this idea of um, self-expression and a kind of uh, other orientation um, so then we can um, make that bridge from sharing your sins to sharing your real you or sharing your life and sharing your world which is what social network sites implore us to do
0: Okay, I want to keep us a bit still in the darker side of things I guess um, we're talking about all sorts of uh, meanings and practices of, of sharing. Um, I want to ask you a bit about malice and sharing, um, and by that I mean like sharing embarrassing videos of one's partner as revenge, or sharing nude photos of celeb- celebrities that somebody had hacked into their, you know, phones, or sharing fake news that we've seen very recently. Um, well.
1: What I—I mean—I—I I, I have pleasant internet scholar as a social media scholar. I surely have plenty to say on those practices, mm-hmm. um, but within the rather narrower confines of my interest in sharing, what really interests me is—is is the word, is the concept, um, and it may well be that there are um, that, that we that the word is used to describe bad practices, for instance, revenge porn. And we may read in the press about, a sto- about revenge porn or about fake news, um, and we may read that such and such a person shared photographs of... Uh, now, that's... I mean, that's kind of... For me, in terms of the word, that's—I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's, kind of, that's that's what the word means. It has all of these metaphorical senses, but but some of them are kind of dying away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, really, one of the things that sharing means today is conveying data through a network computer network from one place to another if you read about um a lot of the coverage about um, the nsa post snowden was about the sharing of information i mean and here the word is kind of it's not really doing much equally when i set up printer sharing at home so i can print from my laptop I don't have the warm, fuzzy feeling that uh, the word sharing often uh, has associated with it. And that's kind of... That's fine. I mean, it kind of, it does have a, a technical and dry sense um, as well, and I'm not sure even here that by calling it sharing, people are going to think that it's okay to share... Um, Embarrassing photos of someone because it's called sharing. I, I don't. I don't think so. Um, so. So yeah, the word does some, is sometimes used to talk about bad things, but but I think that that's that that's to the. Um, the way in which it's become a kind of taken for granted part of our vocabulary for our use of, um, our use of the internet, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Kind of sound like I'm defending the word, I'm not really defending <laughs> the word, but um, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, finally, I would like to ask you, what do you share? <laughs>
1: I, uh,
0: Are you a big sharer? <laughs> what do
1: I share? No, I, um, I think not. Uh, um, no, because I, I, I am much, I think, uh, I'm anxious for my privacy. So,
0: thank you for sharing with us your thoughts. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and your much. wonderful book uh, that I think has a lot to say to many of us about the age we live in. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.